Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome to another episode of It's Still Real to Me. Jonathan Zaslow here, of course, Zaslow Show 2.0, along with my pal Joey Levin, as this is, is this week number... Is this week number four? I of- believe this is week number four, episode f- five or six, five now, because and, we did the bonus. And this is one of those weekends, okay, where we're going to do a bonus episode. There, This is a big weekend again, all right? Because last weekend, obviously, you had AW Full Gear, so we did our regular episode of It's Still Real to Me on Saturday. Then we did a reaction show on Sunday. Same thing this weekend. So everyone's super excited. We'll do our regular reaction to the whole week. Uh, today, right now, and tomorrow, 
it'll be it's going to be tomorrow after the Dolphin game. All right. We're going to break out. It'll be like early evening. We'll have a, a Survivor Series War Games reaction show. So this is another you know, weekend. We're given the bonus episode. I, I hope that I sound well enough doing the show today. This is honestly yesterday was the first day of the week. Yesterday was Friday. Yesterday was the first day of the week that I, I was out of my bedroom that I was out of my bed. So I did my show Monday morning, Joey. I didn't feel great, but I did a lot of drinking the night before. So I was like, oh man, I'm so hungover today doing Sazlo Show 2.0. It was not me hungover. It was me on the verge of I'm about to be really sick. And so I, I couldn't do the show Tuesday or Wednesday. And I was in bed the whole week, man. 103 fever for two days in a row. Thought I was dying. And and we're we're do, we're back in front of the microphone today for it's still real to me. So I, I hope I sound all right. I'll be honest. To the way uh, if this is what you sound after sound like after a week of being sick, I feel like last Saturday I sounded sicker than you because I drank the night before and we recorded at 8 a.m. I actually got a text saying, "Are you? Do you have a cold?" So <laughs> hey, I, if this is how you sound, you sound great. So I think okay. we're good. All right, good. Now listen. So here's what we're going to do today. We, uh, you know, we're going to start with SmackDown from last night. But here's the thing. While I know everything that took place on SmackDown last night, I didn't see any of it. And I didn't see any of it because they're like the whole thing. Yes, it it was a it was a shit show, apparently, with the start of SmackDown, because I, I I wasn't planning on watching SmackDown live last night anyway. I, obviously, I didn't watch it live because I, I ended up not seeing any of it. But I'm watching the Heat game, and I'm going to go back, and I'm going to watch SmackDown afterward like I normally do. And I could roll through it, and you know, I could knock that baby out in just over an hour, skip through the commercials, two-hour show. But you told me right at the start, hey, are you watching SmackDown? Because you got the Pac-12 that's going over the time. And and SmackDown's not on. So tell me what took place there last night, man. Because then my my next question to you was, okay, well, when SmackDown used to be taped, or if it was a taped show, that's not a big deal. They'll just start start it whenever the football's over. But you got a you got a live audience in the arena who thinks the show is starting at eight o'clock. So like, what the hell are they going to do? So what happened, man? Yes. Yeah, so. First of all, I like Fox. I, I understand that because it's a it's the Friday after Thanksgiving, there's not a lot of other stuff on. You're trying to take advantage of the time slot and put it maybe they chain they put um Pac-12 football earlier in the day to maybe take advantage of East Coast people who want to watch Pac-12 football. Fox, no one gives a shit about Pac-12 football on the East Coast. No one cares. Yeah, but they keep, pay so much money. But, but keep so it at the regular money. time. Keep it at the regular time. I mean, come on, I mean, or or move SmackDown to Fox Sports One. I don't know what was on Fox, but it was just it was poorly done, and I get it. it and it only ran over ten minutes, but the problem was no one knew what the plan was. So, like, there was no tweet from WWE. There was no tweet from Fox. Like, you know, uh, pack UCLA whatever's running over. And what well, was going well, on on FS1? Like they because I don't you know, know TNT and TBS play that game where hey, start of the game is going to be over on our sister station tbs you know espn yeah. can to do that so what the the biggest issue is this is that because there was no announcement of the show starting later uh the natural inclination for everyone in today's age is well go to twitter what the hell is going on what's the deal when's when smackdown gonna start and because 
they didn't announce that. So what they ended up doing was they started the show lot like they they just delayed the tape. They showed it on tape delay ten minutes late. Okay, basically, but it was live on BT Sport. So the show was live. The show is live on BT Sport. So if you went to Twitter at eight o'clock trying to figure out when SmackDown going to start, the start of SmackDown got spoiled for you because it was live on BT Sport, and then it didn't start till around eight ten in the states on um, on Fox. So it was really frustrating because I was texting you. And I was like, "Well, they just gave away the the fucking news of the night, the one of the biggest returns of the year." And right, you said that to it, me because something major just happened. Then I'm like. Oh, man, did Becky Lynch just return? Right, and I, the only reason I even said that to you was because I thought I was – they didn't say what was going to happen. If I knew it was going to start at eight ten on a delay, I would have held off. I would have stayed off Twitter, and I would have waited to see. But because I just assumed that the show was going to end and they were going to break in like a live show and Cole was going to be like, for those of you joining us it from Pac-12 football. It should have came across the screen on Fox. On Fox during the football game, it should have said, SmackDown will start – in its entirety at the conclusion of this game. Yeah, they they just blew that. And so because of that, I was on Twitter trying to figure out what's going to happen here. That's bad. Job. And that blew the Becky Lynch return for me, which yeah, for me, look, too. it was it was look, it was still cool watching it. But it was like, yeah. And and there was a lot of rumors this week leading up that this was what was happening. Um, but still, I mean, you, you want to see it live. You want to see it as it happens. And it, so and, I didn't you know, they I didn't see it. I didn't see any of Smackdown last night. Look, I, I know everything that happened. I read everything that happened, but I didn't see any of Smackdown. And well, I, I got some. Oh, then that means I got some good stuff for you today, because there was some there was some good stuff that happened last night that maybe most people don't know about unless well, I, you're like really deep in the Twitter world. OK, well, I, I don't know if this was a result of of the confusion last night of what happened, but I went to my DVR to watch it after the heat game last night and it recorded smackdown from last week on fs1 it's like and, and don't tell me oh zazzle you were watching the episode no no it said it recorded it yesterday eleven twenty-five, and it was from fs1 and it was last week's episode so i i don't know what when haywire there on my dvr that it recorded the wrong channel and the wrong episode but as a result i didn't see anything last night and based on what i saw there was some good shit that took place. Like, it seemed like a fun little show. I love SmackDown, too, by the way, the fact that it's only two hours. Just knock it right out, man. Get all the good stuff out there. And, and the great part about last night's show is that it was a go-home show, but 75 to 80% of the show had nothing to do with Survivor Series tonight because I think under normal circumstances, like, we're not even going to talk about Raw because everything on Raw was just a preview of Survivor Series. So it's old by the time we do our reaction tomorrow. But I'd say the majority of SmackDown was stuff that it has nothing to do with Survivor Series. They still did a good job. Like they revealed that Becky Lynch is the fifth member and they did that vantage match for Bloodline and Brawling Brutes. But other than that, everything else was basically other storylines for after Survivor Series. And it was a really good show. So Becky returns, which is a lot of fun. Uh, she looks like a million bucks. Uh, she looks fantastic. She's back as the man. All right. We knew that was going to be the case when she got hurt. Well, was it SummerSlam that she lost to Bianca? She was hurt in that match. She did the turn afterward with damage control, you know, making their debut. And we knew she was going to return as the man. She was done with big time Bex. All right. So, well, well, let me, I will point out that she is the man. I, so she's back as the man because the man is her face persona. Yeah. But I will say, Michael Cole did say something he on the broadcast, something like, or something there, like he said that, there's yeah. a fifth member and it's big time or something. Yeah. Like he he yeah, made a reference that. like that. Yeah. yeah, but she she's back as the man. 
You know, yeah. that was the whole jumbotron and everything. Yep. She's got the leather jacket and the whole deal. So it, it, it makes sense. She's back. She's there to kind of, you know, finish what they started with damage control and her and Bianca being on the same side. Uh, but I think the, my biggest takeaway from what happened, though, was I guess you had a moment there where you had a, a little bit of a, a Becky and Rhea stare off there. Mm-hmm. That's the part that's most interesting to me. Yeah. Um, th- I don't remember because what she's been at because Becky's been out for. Did they have a thing? Was there a thing there before she got hurt? No, I think it's just a matter of Rhea seems to be the big bad bitch right now, you know, and it's, hey, I'm hmm. here now. Well, yeah. So my, my, my takeaway coming out of all of it was like, you have Becky coming back because she got storyline injured by damage controls. So she goes right after Bailey. Then you have the stare down with Becky and Rhea. You have Rhea and Mia Yim. Now is she Mia, Mia Yim or is she Mia Chin? I don't know. Yes. They go back and forth. So there was some stuff on name? Twitter that there was some stuff on Twitter this week that she's officially going to be Mia Chin. But they keep but, calling her Mia Yim. But in the entrance, it said Mia Chin in quotes, and then it said Mia Yim. So I don't know what they're doing. No, but but you, so but then you got that. You got Mia Yim and Rhea. But then you also have. Maybe Rhea and Bianca, like whoever, like it doesn't it almost seem like Bianca is still getting lost in the shuffle of all of yep. this a little bit. Yep. Especially yep. bringing back the biggest star on the roster. Uh, absolutely. It, it does. Yeah. I don't know where they're going to go with Bianca after, after this event, because it's, you know, her and Bailey is very stale. They're not going back to that. Uh, is Rhea going to go challenge for the title? Maybe. I mean, you had that moment where Bianca and Rhea had that stare down a couple weeks ago. I would totally dig seeing Rhea in the title picture there. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know what they're doing with Bianca right now. She's totally. um, Yeah, she's she's been lost in the shuffle a little bit, but she's got a big moment now, you know, tonight where she could she could be a big star in that cage. Well, and that's why I I think it was important that, you know, to point out that that Cole still brought up the big time thing because i think it leaves the door open for her potentially turning on bianca at war games and maybe setting that back up gosh but here you know i I thought of that also but the crowd wants to cheer for becky so bad right you know like Mm -hmm. i think you got to keep her as a baby face they want to cheer her so bad and look as far as her being baby face or heel charlotte flair is going to return one day and she ain't returning as a baby face yeah i think she's going to be back for the rumble (laughs) feels Feels like rum feels like rumble would make more sense for her, but whenever she comes back, it would be good. But so, I, I just love the fact again that I like the idea that there are factions in the women's division. But I but right now, Team Bianca, all five of them are better on their own. And I just want I'm excited for this match. It's gonna be a fun match, but I'm excited for that the fact that this match is gonna be over finally. And now all of these people can like do something like yeah. uh, get like Becky Lynch will do her thing with damage control, hopefully, which is what it looks like. Uh, we'll probably get a Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss thing. Yeah, I was just say, hopefully Alexa Bliss can do something meaningful. Yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get Rhea and either me Chin or Rhea and Bianca and then Asuka and uh, maybe EO can just yell at each other in Japanese for a while. Cause that's, that's that really when we have funny, ha- man, when we have those segments, by the way, that segment was a little bit dead. And then they started yelling that at each other in Japanese, funny. and it's great. And that was my f- when 
when Kyrie Sane was still in WWE and her and Oscar were together and they would just come out and just yell in Japanese. Yeah. It was my favorite shit. I mean, yeah. it was it's awesome. So as much as that as we can get from Asuka, I'm 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 with it. So real quick here, uh Santos Escobar beats Butch. He's yep. now in the final. Uh, I think it's a good sign because uh they're they're uh you know making uh Legado del Fantasma uh, a serious threat, which I think makes a lot of sense because Zelina Vega should be involved in good things. Uh she's a great mouthpiece and Santos Escobar can go. He's a really good wrestler. So he's going to be in the final. I'll skip ahead real quick just so we could tie together these two matches. That's a shocker, right? That Ricochet ends up beating Braun Strowman. And now you get what's going to be a great final for. Now, is this final taking place tonight at War Games? Next week. Oh, okay. So you get Santos Escobar. Because it's the World Cup of SmackDown on Fox. Oh, is how they tagged it. Oh, yeah. So it's got to be on Fox. So yeah. you got Santos Escobar versus Ricochet for the right to get their ass kicked by Gunther. So that's right. so, but that's going to be. But it also, match. but it also still sets up Braun and, and Gunther yeah, for the absolutely. title. Well, so. I see, and you know what? I like that they ended up doing that actually because it felt so. Yes, we know the direction they're going in. It's eventually going to be Braun versus Gunther. But at least doing what they did last night, we all saw it coming. It's going to be Braun versus Gunther but just not the way that we all thought it was going to go down. So I like that they did that last night. Yeah, and Legato del Fantasma versus Imperium. That's a great little story right there. I mean, you can you could probably do both simultaneously. You could do okay, Braun and Gunther. Okay, so you think Gunther. Santos Escobar wins? I do too. I think yeah. Santos Escobar wins. Ricochet. We've seen Ricochet versus Gunther. We've seen it. And Ricochet's just, he's Ricochet. I mean, there's not a whole lot to him. And th- this Legato del Fantasma, like I've said uh, numerous times now, I think on this podcast, him and, or excuse me, Santos Escobar and that team is what Andrade should have, hopefully he becomes what Andrade should have become in WWE uh, with Zelina Vega. Like, they were, he's they he was awesome. Santos Escobar is awesome. And I can't help, I love, because Wade Barrett was the announcer for most of the time that Santos Escobar and Legado Del Fantasma were in NXT. And now he's the announcer on SmackDown. And I love the way he says Santos Escobar, and then Legado, like the way he draws <laughs> it out, it's it's awesome. Um, but yeah, that that team is really good. All three of those guys can go, by the way, and them versus Imperiums be really cool. So three weeks in a row, we get now Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. They were not in the ring together. L.A. Knight is coming off of somebody uh, attacking him. We all know Bray Wyatt. Uh, he was he was either arguing with himself or he was arguing with John Cena in the background. I don't know who it was. I didn't see anybody there, so I don't know if it was himself or not. But he ends up addressing what took place with L.A. Knight, saying that he had nothing to do with it. And then you got Uncle Howdy who appears. We still don't know who Uncle Howdy is. Is it possible Uncle Howdy's a version of Bray Wyatt or it's a totally different person? Like. Yeah, I mean, there's there's rumors that it's uh, that he, that there's going to be multiple people that are going to be part of this crew. So okay. um, I love how they're drawing it out, man. I'm interested in it every single week. And I already told you, I'm not a big Bray Wyatt guy. And the fact that I'm interested in it every single week, I think they're doing a really good job. I like this version of Bray Wyatt a lot better than the last one we saw. I do. Yeah. I know everyone loved The Fiend. They love Firefly Funhouse. I like well, this version a lot better. So the interesting and and so the, the, the thing about this promo that Bray cut which I guess it doesn't really matter what how the crowd reacts. It's just they're reacting I, to Bray. I don't want to let 
the demon out. I'm sorry, yeah. friends. He's like, you guys just want me to be a fiend. And they're all cheering, which is interesting because I think most people didn't love the fiend. Like, I, I, I thought that. I don't know. I think people like Bray as Bray. Um, but so the great thing, I mean, there's multiple because we got to talk about L.A. Knight's promo. It was incredible. His backstage promo. Um, but the the thing you just t- talked about, the backstage uh, Bray talking to himself. We've talked a little bit about like the Easter eggs that keep getting laid within yeah. this thing. So Bray's cutting this promo. Okay. He's talking about how he has nothing to do, how he had nothing to do with it. Uncle Howdy comes on. Yeah. He's like, don't believe him. He's going to tell you all these lies. The video is awesome. It show, it's like going through the history of the things that Bray has done. Now, here's the thing that most people probably didn't catch, and neither did I. But that's why Twitter's great. During Uncle Howdy's video, there was a phone number that flashed on the screen. Okay. And if you call the phone number. No. This, let me make sure that I'm calling the right phone number. No. Okay. So if you call the phone number, this is the voicemail. Let me hear it. That you hear. Patient suffers from delusions of That's how it ends. So what is that? Who the fuck knows? But it's awesome. What was he talking about? Where everyone talking about Bray? He's a danger to himself. He he he's delusional. He's all like, I'm assuming he's talking about Bray. So is it like a doctor? Yeah, I think it sounds think. like it's like a doctor or a, who knows? It's like a doctor or a psychiatrist or something. Okay, about, like reading Bray's diagnosis. And then someone's there at his door, and uh, I guess, yeah. his th- and his throat has been slit. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. I dig it, That's man. A, I like. Isn't that uh, isn't that? In, first of all, the fact that like, shout out to all the people who noticed this kind of stuff. I never would have noticed that. Like, yeah, I, I saw the video clip. I didn't notice a phone number. In but the... people like clearly must like they must watch these with an eye for like, okay, there's going to be something, so yeah. I got to see what it is. But yeah. it's incredible because. I, you know, I would have had no idea if I wasn't on Twitter looking at, cause Bray was trending. So of course I clicked just to see what people are talking about. And that was one of the first things. That's cool, man. That's good stuff. So are, awesome. is it possible? By the way, not by the way, by the way, not the only Easter egg last night. Are we going to see in the Bray tonight? situation? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I don't think so because he has something going on. Unless L.A. Knight is also involved tonight, I don't think Bray will be involved because he has a thing, right? He has something happening. If he had nothing going on, I would think, okay, maybe they'll have him interject somewhere. Um, 
but I don't think so. I don't All right. think we see it tonight. Well, the I mean, was it the biggest story? I don't know. These like there were three really big things that took place on SmackDown well, last night. Becky Lynch's return. Yep. Uh, Bray Wyatt, you know, Uncle Howdy's situation. And now you, you got another uh, another advancement in the story between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. But we, we, we went from Bray. But sorry, we went from Bray right to right after Bray. We went into L.A. Knight. Yeah, yeah. Knight's promo, his promo. Oh, yeah, you wanted to mention L.A. Knight's promo. His promo. Because if you ain't talking about me, then you're talking about nothing. So let me talk to you. Okay, all <laughs> right, best, so let me hear. One of the, one of the best lines. I mean, it was just, and he's like, he's like, did you did you enjoy your Thanksgiving? Uh, oh, that's real nice. Because I didn't, because last week, minding my own business, then all of a sudden, I'm getting pulled out from a pile of Bray. And Isn't it like, amazing? Isn't it amazing that he was not this character from the get-go? And then she's like, she's like, a, pi- a pile of what? And he's like, I said a pile of trash. And she was like, <laughs> it sounded like you said a pile of, and he goes, yep, I knew you were on my side. <laughs> and he's like, because if I was healthy, I'd look at him and I'd say, whose game is it? And he'd look at me and he'd shiver and he'd quiver and he'd say, it's your game, LA Knight. <laughs> so good. It was so damn good. He, he's incredible. He's it's- awesome. It's it's amazing that this was not his character when when he first came up to the roster. Absurd. It, it doesn't absurd. make any sense. Just absurd. Uh, yeah, you and I are both big fans of L.A. Night, man. He's so, so good. So so we see a backstage segment before the before the War Games Advantage match of the Usos. Well, it was the Usos against Drew McIntyre and, and Sheamus and Sheamus. And so Kevin Owens begins to plant the seeds. In Sami Zayn's head, you should strike first. They're eventually going to jump you. They're eventually going to turn on you. We all, you know, we all know that. You got Jay who's peeking around the the door. He's listening in, and uh, and and Sammy lies to him. Yep. He says, "You speak to anyone?" Sammy lies. He did not. And then you get Sammy kind of botch the the finish of of the of the advantage match which ends with a stunner from KO and a bro kick. And now you got the brutes who have the advantage in war games, which we all know is a really huge deal. Yeah. So, and we'll get that. I think that also means we'll get at least one or two good backstage segments tonight with the bloodline, um, you know, questioning whether Sammy's going to be a, an issue tonight for war games. Right. Yeah. And I, you're right. That's going to be a storyline from start to finish in the show. And I think we're going to have that moment where it looks like Sammy is about to turn on them, but he hits Owens like with the chair and, yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and Sammy proves himself to the bloodline. Maybe he even pins Owens. He proves himself to the bloodline and it officially sets up, you know, maybe for Royal Rumble, whatever it is, but officially sets up Sammy versus Kevin Owens. I think that's where we're headed. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I was thinking about that too. Sammy versus KO at Rumble would be cool. It's just too long to wait for WrestleMania. It's it's you got to do something big for Royal Rumble. It's too so. What does away. that mean? Does that mean between now and then it's Drew and and Roman again? No, I think it's Sheamus and Roman. Oh, I think okay. I think I think we're doing Shame. I, I think Drew's got a, a thing to settle with Solo. I think it's okay, Sheamus and yeah, Roman. That's what true. we're doing. Yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. Sheamus Sheamus versus Roman would be it'd be fresh and pretty awesome. I think that's yeah. what we're getting. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, it's all it's all good, and all all the bloodline stuff. It's all good, and I will again another Michael Cole thing. I'll point out. 
I don't know if he normally does this, but he did call Jey Uso main event Jey Uso last night. And oh, I don't, I haven't, okay. I haven't heard him call him that in a long time. Long time. So All right. I think I feel like Cole has a tendency to drop those things in there sometimes. I don't think like Cole doesn't mess up often. Like he doesn't. I feel like the things he says are pretty intentional. So him saying main event Jey Uso was interesting uh, to me. SmackDown was good last night. Tonight's yep. going to be a really fun show, War Games. I'm going to watch it after the Hurricanes game tonight. Yep. Uh, War Games is going to be a lot of fun, man. First ever War Games in WWE. It had been a, an NXT thing over the last few years. Uh, you obviously, you got the women, you got the men, and then you got a bunch of other uh, stuff going on. This will be a really fun show tonight. I'm into yep. it. I do wonder, though, when you buy the tickets for this show, like, which ring do you want to buy the tickets? Like if you're buying seats up front, oh, right. I always like to buy seats up front. Uh, we sit really close when we go. Which ring are you buying your seat? You're like, where are you sitting? You know, that's yeah. that's a tough spot, you know? Anyway. Um, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you had. I was going to say, so a couple things from SmackDown, just to point out, unless you were, unless, are, are you, are you good on SmackDown? I'm good on SmackDown, man. So there was so LA Knight got beat up again backstage. Oh, he did. Yes. And that's why I said there was another Easter egg. LA Knight got beat up again backstage before the end of the show. But as they're coming back from a break, there's a doorway in the background. And if you look, there's a face. But you can't see whose face it is, but there's a face in the background. It looks like maybe Uncle Howdy, but maybe it's someone else. We don't know. All right. Uh, but there's a face, and then they kind of pan down and you see LA Knight is beat up again. So there was that. All right. Um, Sarah Logan's name is now officially Valhalla. That's her name. Oh, her name is not Sarah Logan. Cole okay. did reference that she was Sarah Logan, but she is now Valhalla. Good. There's I like that they that. do that. They don't play us like we're stupid. I like right. that. There's some, that something now. with gods or something like that. And then something that yeah, you Valhalla, probably need... Valhalla is where you go after you die. Okay. In, oh, you know, okay. Uh, they're cool. Mythology. They're, they're cool. So I'll roll with it for now. Um, and then the last thing that you probably need to go back and find it if you can, Michael. So did you see this clip on Twitter of Dominic and Rhea Ripley showing Love up it. to the Mysterio house? Of course I watched it. I was one of the seven and a half million people. Right. It. But so they showed it on SmackDown. But the best part about it was Michael Cole's intro. This punk kid and this Rhea Ripley going crazy. Somebody's got to kick her ass. Somebody's got to do something about this punk kid, Dominic Mysterio. It was, I mean, it was classic Cole rant about Mysterio and Ripley. You would have loved it. He's it such awesome. a bad son. I mean, Thanksgiving and he's he's beating up his dad. I, he's a terrible son. What terrible a bad son. son. What a bad son. Although I will say, I, I'm not sure over the years how I feel like. I know it's fun. It's fun, and the clips are cool. But like this, this uh, motif that WWE has with home invasions, like they love home invasions. It's a weird. It's like a. It's like a TV TV PG programming, but we That's love right. home invasions on on. That's ours. right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's like when I turn to my son, when somebody I'm like that, that's like murder. What he just did. Right. That's really, oh, bad. So, but by the way, and we're going to probably get to this too. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about survivor series moments, but I was watching like old survivor series moments and, um, stone cold lifting triple H up in a car on a lift. Yeah. That went like a hundred feet up in the air and then dropping the car on its head. Yeah. And it's murder. 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 Totally murder. Well, it's not murder because he was back two weeks later, but it was attempted murder for sure. 
I know you uh you got you you decided to view this week after a long time away. You took in a little bit of NXT. You want to give me a minute on that? Go ahead. Yeah, I've been trying. So I've been trying, and this was the first week where I actually got to like I got through the full two hours. But here, like, quick breakdown. NXT this week, seventy-five to eighty percent of the promos sound scripted. They got to let these guys just do their thing. It just sounds like they're reading off a sheet of paper half the time. It's not even Mandy Rose. It sounded like she was reading off a piece of paper. Braun Breaker. It's time to move him up. There's nothing left for him in NXT. He's really good. But this, he's doing this thing with Apollo Crews now. I, I don't need to see it. Like Braun Breaker, let's give him his last, his real last name of Steiner, and let's move him up. But he, I think he's really good. They've been teasing this guy scripts for a while. Yeah, who these, is like, that? We- I saw weird, that on Twitter. These, like, who is that? These weird voicemails where I was like, okay, I actually watched this week because I was like, oh, I think scripts is debuting, and maybe this will be cool. And this guy shows up in like a turkey costume. It was like the gobbledygooker, but he's an actual wrestler. Um, it was Reggie, by the way. Reggie, the former really? 24-7 champion. And not only that, he's fucking awesome in the ring. He does crazy shit. Apparently, he used to be Cirque du Soleil or something. Okay. He does some wild shit in the ring. Why does he need a turkey mask and like these weird Thanksgiving colors? Why I'm can't getting he just excited. be Reggie? I'm getting excited over Reggie now is what you're telling but, me. But Reggie was good. Like this guy could go. Like he was doing – he did this weird like he ducked under a clothesline but did a kip up at the same time. It was really cool. But he's wearing this – stupid outfit and like oh it, it was just like god what are we doing like just let him be reggie or or change his name but why does he have to wear this stupid mask well is his uh, name scripts scripts with a y s-c-r-y-p-t-s and he leave and he does this when he doesn't move like he's writing a note oh 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 and, is he a doctor no he's like a poet because the whole thing he's been leaving these like poems on voicemails or something and oh, that's okay. been the tease so, and I mean, then he's, after, he's writing a script like a script she's writing a script. yeah and then a- after he wrote it could be script. maybe he is the doctor um i didn't think of it that way but then he leaves a note on the guy after he like after he beat him he just leaves like a note on the guy okay. i don't know All i'm right. not the gimmick could be fun but the the outfit was horrendous it i was like what the, i thought it was a joke I was okay. like, what's going on here? Um, shout out to Grayson Waller, because as much as this show is all like it sounds like everyone's scripted, he's one of the guys on there that just doing his own thing. And I think he's going to be awesome, whatever oh, he does. And I'll, I'll tell you what I did see, a clip that I did see from from NXT. Maybe it closed out the show. Dominic Dijakovic looking like this, American that, Badass that was, Undertaker. He looked awesome. Wearing the fucking Mac from No, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia duster. With no yeah, shirt under it, yeah, looking I mean, like he, a complete badass. Like, he was looking like American Badass Undertaker. This guy is, uh, I mean, yeah. I can get behind this guy. Yeah, that was the last thing I had, which was, if you've been watching NXT for a long time, and you remember Dijak, he's, now he's going by Dijak. He's just, just D-I-G-A-K. Okay. Um, but if you remember him and Keith Lee's program, oh, yeah, they great. had some incredible matches. And he is, I mean... T-Bar, he's awesome. yeah, he's awesome. T-Bar was one of the more disappointing things because it was like when this guy goes to the main roster, he's going to be awesome. But it's interesting. All, but if he was attacked Wesley, because Wesley is a baby face, so, so Dijak's yep. a heel. Yeah, but okay. that's fine. I'm cool with it. I okay. just put him on my screen. He looks incredible. Yeah, looks awesome. that The gimmick looks cool, and we know he can go because he had some awesome matches. And it's interesting now. I, I feel like everyone from that group, what was that group called with all of them? Um Retribution. Uh, retribution. They're all Terrible. back. They're all back, though. They're all pretty much back, right? Medium's back. Ali's doing his Ali thing. Yeah. Dijak is back. And Massey is. That's right. Who, who, was there anyone else? 
I think that's it. I mean, Mia Yim quit before like it really got started. Right. Or did she quit? Oh, no. No, was she Mia Yim or was it, uh, what's her name? Was Mercedes Martinez the one who quit? No, Mia Yim was in it, but I don't remember what her name was. No, but there was another woman who quit before it got started. Oh, oh, maybe that's what it was. Mercedes Martinez. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, NXT, there's a lot of potential there, but they're just, it's, there's a good percentage of that show that's still rough, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep giving it a shot. I'm going to keep giving it a shot. All right, so let's have some fun here, all right, before we move, to, move on to, to Dynamite and, uh, and everything that took place there on Wednesday. Uh, it's the MJF era. So before we get to that, though, it is Survivor Series tonight, Survivor Series War Games. But Survivor Series is Survivor Series over the years has been a destination for some pretty major moments in the history of pro wrestling. So, so top five survivor series moments all right you'll give your five i'll give my five you gotta figure you know people out there listening montreal screwjob's gonna be there it's just a matter of where you're putting it i mean obviously you could say it's the most important moment in history of pro wrestling but doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna be number one for us because you know it's it's our list all right so top five survivor series moments you go first let's hear it can i give you a couple honorable mentions very quickly uh right. well I, I feel like you should run through the top five and then, and then we'll give, give it. okay mentions. all right number five the debut of the elimination chamber chris okay. jericho's baby the elimination okay. chamber uh, it was jericho booker t rvd triple h and hbk won the first ever elimination chamber number four sting's debut in wwe watched it again this morning got goosebumps again how did he debut again it was it was the it was Team Cena versus Team whatever they were the Authority. Oh, and it was and, oh yeah, Dolph was Trip- the sole survivor. Yeah, right? and Triple and Triple H was gonna get was gonna put Rollins over, and then Sting, uh, Sting shows up. Sting, it's Sting, and helps Team Cena win. Okay. Uh, number three, the debut of the Shield to beat up on Ryback and seemingly help CM Punk at the time. Are they with Punk? Are they not? Then number one and two was tough because like for me personally, it's weird because you talk about importance to us and importance to the business, right? Right. right. So it's what order do you put these? But ultimately number two, the rock becomes the corporate champion. Uh, Vince McMahon one year after the Montreal screw job, by the way, does the Montreal screw job again? Great move by Vince. Just, just like you know what? Fuck all you guys. I'm just gonna do it again. Uh, Rock puts mankind in the sharpshooter. Vince rings the bell. He joins the corporation. Rock's the corporate champ. And number one, Montreal screw job. Okay, so here's what I got for you. Top five. Now, this has happened before with us. I always skew a little bit more to the older side. Where I, you know, for me, wrestling, there's so much nostalgia for me when it comes to pro wrestling. All right. So I I skew to a lot of the stuff from when I was a kid. So number five, top five Survivor Series moments. Survivor Series 94, Bob Backlund wins the WWF Championship over Bret Hart. Owen Hart tricks, tricks Martha to throw in the towel to save Bret. And it was just a plan by Owen to get the title off of Brett and screw his brother. It leads to the whole big, you know, they, they've been having a, a differences. Owen and Brett 
and it leads to the whole thing there, okay? So Bob Backlund, crazy, becoming the WWF champion once again in 1994. Number four, The Undertaker's debut with the uh, the million-dollar team in 1990, all right? And he almost breaks Coco Beware's neck, if you remember mm. that. Yeah. The first tombstone yep. he delivers, uh, and the way the story goes, if Coco didn't have such strong uh, neck muscles, mm-hmm. he, he would have been paralyzed from The Undertaker performing his Crazy. first ever tombstone in the WWF. Go back and watch it. He, he essentially spikes him right on his head. Okay. Taker was one of my honorable mentions, by the way. Close. I almost had him on there. Number three, just one year later, after his debut, Undertaker wins the WWF Championship with the help from Ric Flair, beating Hulk Hogan, Hogan yeah. in 1991. And that, of course, ends up setting up. The, the title ends up becoming uh, relinquished because they fought then Tuesday in Texas the next week. You had a, a whole DQ because then Hulk cheated to get the title back. And it led to the title being up for grabs at Royal Rumble, where, of course, Ric Flair won the greatest Royal Rumble ever. With so, a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment of my life. All yeah. right. That's number three. Number two, Montreal Screwjob, 1997. Mm. That's number two. Uh, Bret Hart's my all-time favorite wrestler, so I'm not going to have it number one. That's number two. But number one. And one of my all-time favorite moments, WWF moments, not just Survivor Series moments. A year later, Survivor Series Deadly Games. The corporate champion is born in 1998. What I think is as big a swerve that they've ever done in WWF. It was amazing storytelling. Never saw it coming. Mankind was the corporate lackey for Vince McMahon. The Rock was getting his first major push as a babyface. He had already, he'd split from the nation. He's a baby. Everyone loves him and he embraces. It was, it was a plan the whole time. Embraces Vince Shane in the ring. And he is the corporate champion. Incredible moment. Swerve, bro. Everyone was fooled. To me, that's the number one Survivor Series moment. Corporate champion in 1998 Survivor Series Deadly Games. Yeah, I had the, we had those flipped, but I had an, uh, a big internal struggle of which one was actually number one. That it's an incredible moment. Interestingly, like you had the two taker moments, which are both on my honorable mentions. They just like you said, the age, like the ages, right? Like so, yeah. that happened when I was so young yeah. that I remember it, but it's like very, very vague memory. Whereas like the '97 and on. Right attitude area. That's my prime. And it's like Undertaker coming spot. out, and you got Roddy Piper on commentary. It's oh, look at the ham hog. Yeah, look at the size of that ham hawk. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And he gets counted great. out with Dusty. Him and yeah. Dusty are battling outside. He gets counted, but he almost broke Coco Beware's neck. Yeah, crazy. Really. Scary. Um, my other uh, honorable mentions: Rock, Rocky Maivia wins his debut match at Survivor okay. Series against Gold Dust. Okay, Goldberg wins, squat- wins, it, wins it with a with a uh, a shoulder breaker. Shoulder breaker, yeah. Terrible finishing move. Goldberg squashing Brock Lesnar, which I think just from a from a holy shit moment was ridiculous. Yeah, where you're like, amazing. no, yeah. never could have expected that. Yeah. And then one that I don't think a lot of people will remember meant necessarily, but Charlotte Ronda Rousey, where Charlotte yeah. Charlotte just gets herself DQ'd and beats the ever loving shit out of Ronda Rousey. And that I know was it's an not- awesome moment. It's not Survivor Series, but leading up to that, which, of course, was why 
Charlotte had to fight Ronda instead of Becky, le- the the build to that Survivor Series was Becky's big moment. That that was mm-hmm. the moment that got her over, where she was a bloody mess with the broken nose. Nia Jack and she's talking, her in the face. yeah, and yeah. she's talking trash, and 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 that was her. It was essentially her her stone cold her stone cold moments where Stone Cold's got the blood dripping down his face, and Becky had a had a very similar moment there where yeah. that that kind of made her that yep, that she sure. she was a made man after that moment right there, yeah, and she yeah. didn't end up getting to capitalize off that. I was always sour that they never got to pay off the Becky Lynch Nia Jax uh, scenario there. We we never got maybe the she didn't want to maybe she didn't want to work with her. Maybe <laughs> just because I, I always wanted the payoff there, yeah. you know, and, and, and yeah. we never got it. Yep. Uh, um, I have one one survivor. Well, it's now it's war games. I have one war games note, which I think will transition us well into dynamite. OK, this morning I was watching day on Peacock WWE Network. They have like the best of shows where they do like three hours of like the best of this. Right now they have the best of war games. Oh, cool. and this morning I was watching. 1991 war games who's even in that it was the uh four horsemen yeah well it wasn't it always four horsemen the first few years yeah it was four horsemen versus sting the steiners brian pillman and uh sid wow um but i bring that up to point out two of the people on commentary well one on commentary one as like an interviewer slash announcer do you know who they were I mean, the in 1991 that, in 1991. Yeah. I mean, the way that you're setting it up, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying in 1991. Yeah. Just saying. So let's do some dynamite here. All right. AW dynamite this Wednesday. You're expecting now that you got to remember this is the first show after full gear. So the big question going into it that needs to be answered is all right. Well, MJF's the champion. What's going on with him and Regal? Why did Regal do what he did? Show starts off with Regal in the ring. And the thing that stood out to me, and Regal's a great heel, great heel, because he's a total snake. And the thing that stood out to me most was the crowd is booing the hell out of Regal. They hate his guts. But Regal then says, you know, do you want to hear from MJF, your new champion? Mr. Friedman. And he he's not going to be here this week. But when I said, do you want to hear from your new champion? They all cheer for him. Mm-hmm. They hate Regal. But they like what he did. Right. You know, right. They, they, they hate him. He's a, he's a heel. He's he's tough to like when he's a bad guy. But they're cool with what he did. That's an interesting yeah. dynamic. Yeah. And I think, well, this whole I actually I don't know how you felt about the full opening segment. I, I was. It was just very clunky and weird to me. But I think part of it is like, that's why uh, Moxley probably shouldn't have been on TV anymore. Like, they're mad at Regal because they like Moxley. And so if you keep Moxley away for a while, Regal and MJF become like, I think people wouldn't be booing Regal so much. I know it's the immediate fallout, but they just, they like Moxley. But well, you know Moxley's. You know Moxley wants to go after Regal, and Danielson comes to the ring, and Danielson stopping him. And I gotta tell you, like, I wasn't buying what Danielson was selling there. 
That's you what know? I'm saying. I, why do they have to invoke Moxley's alcohol issues? I, why does he have to bring up that his dad had the same issue? Like, who cares? No, just, just the whole, like, Daniel said, weird... don't, don't fight this man because of everything he's done for me. What, what does that have to do with what he just did to Moxley? Well, that's what he said. Well, he's, he's like, well, that's why I didn't understand. Like, you, you like br- br- they brought up Moxley's issues. Like, like Moxley, for those who don't totally know, Moxley left for a long time because he went to rehab for alcohol, uh, for, um, for drinking issues. Um, and I'm assuming that's why D. Bry was saying, I know you're going through things. I know this is tough for you. My dad went through the same things you're going through. And when he was going through them, this is the man who helped me. Why is that a storyline? Why does that have to be a storyline? Well, right why now? does it have anything to do with Moxley? Like, okay, right. cool, Danielson, that's why you're like Regal. That has yeah. nothing to do with Moxley. I was looking for Moxley to turn around and punch Danielson. I was waiting for it. Uh, yeah, it, the, the whole opening segment was strange to me, not to mention just I get what they what they did, but isn't it unheard? Like, Full Gear was one of the biggest moments in the history of the company with MJF winning that title. It's kind of unheard of for him to not be on the first show back, no? I guess they just want to stretch it out. They want to keep you. They 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 want you. They want you wanting. You know, they want to leave. There's you wanting so much. There's guess. so much stuff on this show that was not necessary. You're telling me you couldn't give me MJF for two minutes. Well, so what happens now though? Like Moxley told Regal to run away, run, run. It's like it's gone. Not coming back. No, he'll be he'll be with MJ. He'll be with Mr. Friedman. Okay. He'll be with Mr. Friedman. I like that he calls him Mr. Friedman. But 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 it, so is the Blackpool Combat Club over? I guess may well well we saw first of all we saw that Claudio we'll we'll talk about that later that we know what's going on with Claudio now and Jericho. But um maybe Daniel Bryan's gonna try to keep it together. I I, I just I don't know. There's very uh-huh. the whole that whole thing was very strange. It feels like it should just be over. Especially because I, we everyone I would assume thought that Moxie was going to be gone. I thought Moxie was going to be gone for a while. Yeah, it's got right, and and this does not, this doesn't lead you to believe he's going anywhere. No, nothing that happened in that segment leads you to believe he is he's going anywhere. Nope, nope, nope. I, the whole segment was, it was just strange to me. I'll tell strange. you, I'll tell you what was cool as hell though. House of Black's return was cool as hell. I yes. was into that. You know the. You know, saved it, it saved a match that I thought had no reason to be on the show. Right, like um, I don't even remember what the match was. I know it the was factory. Orange Cassidy. It was no, it was Orange Cassidy, Jake Hager for the All Atlantic Title. Orange Cassidy wins. The Factory comes out. Right, and QT Marshall is saying that some somebody gets a should get a title shot or something like that. House of Black shows up, and then just all of a sudden, you got Julia Hart standing there in the entranceway, and I'm watching. I'm like, "Oh, this is really cool. Uh, she looks really cool." And 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 you're wondering where they are, and you know, so then they just pop up there in the ring, and they just kick the hell out of everybody. Yeah, well, I, they beat the they beat the shit out of best friends Orange Cassidy and um, the guy from New Japan, Rocky Romero, and then you got. The factory clapping like, yeah, yeah like, thanks, no, guys. We're not Thank you, guys. Anyone. Thank you, guys. And then they beat the shit out of the factory. It was yeah, good. that was really cool. That's the Brody first King, time. Brody King's a stud, man. That guy's going to be all that guy's awesome. It's the first time in a long time that I thought House of Black like looked good mm-hmm. and they looked really damn cool there. Yeah, really they looked really cool. Yeah, they looked really good. I wonder if it's like, uh, is there any part of it when you watch it where you're like, it's kind of like a Rhea thing where Julia Hart's the real leader? 
No, because so Julia she Hart's so what's she's, she she's more like um what's her name? Uh Scarlet. Yeah. She's kind of there and like weird. Yeah. 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 She's there to be weird. Yeah. Yeah, because what Rhea, Rhea's there's always a threat of Rhea getting physical and she could beat up the guys. You know, right. Julia Hart's not doing anything. Yeah, she's she's tiny. She's not beating up anyone. But I think I, I think, yeah, she's there to to look at and be weird. Yeah, I think okay, that's her cool. stick right now. Yeah, no, um, House of Black. I'm excited that they're that they came back the way they, they look good. The other huge news, though, was and I want to get into this a little bit is Thunder Rosa relinquishes the women's title. You've been on this for a while about the interim title. I'm a huge fan of Jamie Hayter, so I like that they're giving her. She is the women's champion now, but Thunder Rosa has relinquished the title. She has come to an agreement with AEW. What the hell does that mean? What does coming to an agreement mean? Because we know Tony Khan, all it takes is picking up the phone saying, hey, Thunder Rosa, I'm, uh, you know, I'm taking the title away. Five days. So you're telling me five days ago, five days ago, well, well, five days from Dynamite, you're saying five days prior to Dynamite, that fight couldn't have been for the actual title? You right, had so, to have a you had to have a fight for an interim title just to five days later have Renee Paquette say, "Jamie Hayter is now the champion." That's underwhelming, right? Like, you, shouldn't that have been awarded at the pay per view? Yes, instead of a silly announcement. Which, by the way, Thunder Rosa didn't even didn't even appear. Like no. Thunder Rosa wasn't even there. So I, it makes me wonder: Are we ever going to see Thunder Rosa in AEW again? Because it makes me think that her. That it makes me think was, her. In- there's a there's a little bit of a schism there, and okay. That's that's that's. I mean, if that's true, that's fucking absurd. Because I mean, she doesn't own the title. Like, what were we right, talking about? Right, but maybe here? ultimately, like the plan was to bring her back, and we're going to do a story here. But if there's some type of schism or something, and they're unhappy with her, or she's unhappy with them, maybe they actually came to an agreement where, mm. all right, you know what? Then maybe we cut ties here and uh, we go our separate ways. It's possible. It's possible. I I read it as her injury is just worse than than they thought, and she's just not ready to be back. Maybe, may I mean I mean it, maybe it was something. I, it sounded like it was something like some plan, some plan changed. Like they thought she'd be back sooner than she was, and her injury is maybe worse than they initially thought, and they just have to relinquish it. But you didn't know that five days ago. That's my whole thing. That's my biggest thing here. It's not that whether she's there or not. I you know take her or leave her. She's fine. I don't really care, but. Um, that that this could have been done at full gear, and it could have been an even bigger yeah. moment for Jamie Hader. I mean, it was yeah. still a great moment, but like, no, I don't think we're the only ones who didn't give a shit about an interim title. Like, you're not, uh, whatever. It was good. I, Jamie I Hader. Do like, I do like the dynamic though, where Britt Britt takes the microphone from Renee Paquette. Uh, at the end of the match, Britt takes the belt from the referee and gives it to Jamie. So. Yeah. I, I don't know, because it seems like it's coming from a good place from Brit, but she's obviously being overbearing. Yeah, well, it's cool because not every booking has to be like a swerve or like secretive. Like yeah. this is they're booking this out right in front of our faces. Like it's happening literally in front of our faces. We see it. it they, but they they've are been doing this with the two of them right in front of our faces right. for like almost a year now. Well, but ultimately, I don't know who Jamie Hayter is going to fight next for the title. But the way this women's division is, it's, it's going to have to be Brit because there's no one else good enough right now. There's no one else in, like entertaining. Well, you got to feed her some girls to get some. Right. Work. I know. But just like for a, for whatever the next pay-per-view is, whether it's winter, whatever, or 
which I don't even think is going to be a pay-per-view. I think no, that's like not. one of those, it, it's, it's like a two dynamite weeks, pay-per-view. It's on dynamite. Yeah. Um, so whatever, it, I guess maybe then whatever is in Q1, which maybe is like all, uh, all in. In March is revolution. Revolution. March is revolution. Maybe that's so. Le- so maybe it'll they'll probably fight a revolution. You know, they, but they but they got to have someone big for revolution because no one else on the on the on in the women's division just feels big enough to be in a title picture right now. Uh, she looks great. I love her as the champion, Jamie Hader. I think she's super super believable, and I love the whole dynamic with uh with Britt Baker. It's good stuff. Is Tony is Tony Storm hurt? Did she get hurt in the match? Um, I. Th- I think she no, hurt her face. Think... Well, remember, oh, she was yeah, bloody. Yeah. She, she may yeah, have broken her nose. her nose. Her nose, yeah. That's what it looked like. Yep. Yeah, I think she may be hurt there. A couple so, broken noses coming out of full gear. Before we get to uh, the final match, 2 nothing now. Death Triangle. Yes. Over the Elite. Yes. They were in Chicago. The oh, Elite. Yeah, I know where you're going. Yeah, the Elite going. were treated like they were the heels. Because you, you had a pretty pro CM Punk crowd, at least at the start. In the middle it was of the a match, fuck CM Punk chant, right? But at the st- but they got booed at their entrance. They got really? booed heavily. Oh huh. yeah, yeah. Okay. No, there was an FCM Punk chant. Yes, but at the start they were booed pretty heavily hmm. during their entrance. Yeah. So then, what changed? I guess it was maybe split. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was split. Yeah. Uh, um, and Kenny Omega did the go to sleep. Yeah. Which is CM Punk's move. Yeah. And then afterwards, thanked Kenta. Because that's Kenta's. It was Kenta's move before. Oh, it was okay. All right. So he went, and I don't know if it was on Twitter or if he said it in an interview, but he thanked Kenta for letting him use the go to sleep in Chicago, okay. which okay. I thought was pretty cool. Uh, um, I like that they're saw, up two zero. I, I, yeah, I like it. that's I think, that's a good story. Now two zero. All right, what's going to happen here? Are they going to make it three zero, and then you get the big comeback? I like it. Yeah. Well, so you've had Ray Phoenix cheat. You had Penta cheat. Now. Uh, Pac probably cheats. By the way, Pac massive mask because of his broken nose. Um, but um, so he'll probably cheat to get three zero, and then I just think it. It now that I have seen the second match, this best of seven thing is cool because both of these teams are so damn good. It's 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 just interesting to see how they keep it fresh for seven matches. Yeah, because it, it was really it was great. I mean, they're awesome. They're both so good. Yeah. Um. I thought it was cool. I thought it was, I thought it was a great match. Um, but the the Kenny Omega doing the go to sleep and then thanking Kento was Chef's kiss by Kenny. Do you uh do you take anything away from Chris Jericho and uh Tomohiro Ishii? I mean, well, there was one other match we got to we got to hit before the end of the I'm... last match. Uh, Ricky Starks beat Ethan Page. He's now okay. the number one contender. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, sorry. Wait. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was on Dynamite. Yes, yeah, um, and that's a good guy to feed to MJF. That's perfect. Yeah, that's a good guy. It, it, my my only concern with it was like watching Ricky Starks is like I just don't know if he hangs in MJF's world right now, which he probably doesn't. But on the mic, Ricky Starks is really good. Yeah, we go find out. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. uh, the, okay. did the main event do anything for you? Because it doesn't do anything for me. It's what took so, place right afterward. That okay? So I'm torn on it because the match itself was pretty awesome. Yeah, like, there were some moments in the match that were awesome. Yeah, but, but also is like not winning the title from him. So. Right, yeah. and and also like, can we can we should we just change the company name to Ring of Honor at this point? Like a t- like MJF wins the title, one of the biggest moments in the history of the company. Not even on the show. But you have a 20 minute championship match on a two hour show for the Ring of Honor title. Mm-hmm. Like, why? I love Jericho. 
And all the stuff he's doing with the Ring of Honor title to keep it even interesting is amazing because he's Jericho. But a 20-minute match with Tomohiro Ishii, Ishii at the end of the sh- like, And then Claudio comes out, and I feel like we've seen the Claudio Jericho thing. It's See, just- Jericho, Jericho from 25 years ago in WCW would have called him uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess we do know now after Rampage that Jericho, so there is a Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming up, Final is Battle. There? De- December, so on December 10th, Ring of Honor Final Battle, NXT Deadline, and UFC 282 that Patty Pimlet's fighting on, tease. Um, but so but so that's two weeks away, mind you. One match well, has been announced. Well, I, one I match, think, only I think one that match right has been there, announced. I, I think that's I think you just answered your question why the Ring of Honor title was in the main event of Dynamite last yeah, night. Yeah, but but two but, uh, a few nights ago. Uh, uh, yeah, but so now we have one match announced. We have Jericho versus Claudio. Mm-hmm. If Claudio loses, he has to join the Jericho Appreciation Society, which I guess is a pretty cool thing. That is. Um, but then we still have Samoa Joe, who's on all the time, has a title. Don't know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah well, he's going to fight Wardlow, right? For the for the TV title? Or Hobbs. It could be one or the other, I guess. What? I, yeah, I guess so. And then you got FTR, who fought on on Rampage. Why are they not on Dynamite? They're the best. Um, they have the Ring of Honor tag titles, so they got to fight somebody. And then you got Daniel Garcia, who also has a Ring of Honor title, who's yeah. got to fight somebody. And it's two weeks away, and it's not even a real company. <laughs> well, so they're, they're, so that that probably shows you for the next several Dynamites and Rampages, they're going to be building up that card, is my guess. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, uh, I guess I w- so. I want to ask you though, did you see? Did you see? Uh, the Jade Cargill bow wow back and forth. So I, I mean, naively when I saw this on Twitter, the night that it happened, cause it was here in Miami. When I saw this on Twitter, the night that it happened, I thought it was legit. But then what, then when I saw AEW promoted, we have the footage. We're going to be airing it on time. It's like, Oh God, I'm so such a work i thought it was totally yeah. legit at first they, they've been going back and forth for a little bit on twitter too right and, right and bow wow. right this i i aw I, I here's what's i'm torn on aw because i went on this whole rant i think a couple episodes ago about how aw has to continue to be an alternative but then i constantly compare them to wwe because they're the two promotions that we talk about but just this year alone just this year Bow Wow yeah. has gotten airtime on AEW. Yeah. Trina has gotten airtime on AEW. That's right. Fabulous has gotten airtime. DJ Woo Kid has gotten airtime. Rick Ross has gotten airtime. Kevin Gates has gotten airtime. Jermaine Dupree has gotten airtime. Westside Gun. Lil Scrappy has gotten airtime. Westside Gun has gotten airtime. Action Bronson had a match, which was pretty good. What is the obsession with these irrelevant old rappers? What is going on? Why are these guys getting airtime over like great talent on the roster? They're not. We're going to talk about the MJF stuff that happened, the Twitter stuff. MJF did more for this company with one Twitter exchange than all of these rappers being part of this. Okay, so so what happened there with MJF? uh, And and was it Patty Pimblett that they had a back and forth with? Okay, so let me go. I'm going to go through the like from the start because there's a little bit here. So 
MJF, there was like a video or an inter- it was either an interview or him or a video that he put out where he basically said that professional wrestling is more dangerous than MMA and MMA fighters don't know anything about professional, something like along those lines, right? So I, then- I do think, by the way, there's an element to that that's true, as crazy as it sounds. With MMA, you have a referee there making sure that everything's on the up and up. And they're 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 trained fighters, they're very skilled fighters. With pro wrestling, yes, it's I mean, it's 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 coordinated, scripted, whatever you want to call it, but there's some crazy stuff that's being attempted there. And it, it yes. can it can go, you know, so sideways. yeah, this, so this is what yeah, you you love we love about wrestling, like professional wrestling, is that their job is to make it look like they're killing each other or but all but also keep each other as safe as possible which is mm-hmm. hard to do. So there's many a lot of elements of professional wrestling that are more dangerous than an MMA fight because of the unknown of what can happen. I still cringe to this day on a lot of things that happen because they look really really bad. Like it looks like someone is going to get hurt really bad. Not to mention not in AEW but in WWE you're still traveling 300 days a year. It's hard to recover. It's easy to get re-injured. There's a lot of things that are just not healthy about the lifestyle of professional wrestling. So there's that. But in MMA, you can die. Like you you can die if the wrong thing happens. It, it is a real life fight with trained absolute like some of the worst people on the UFC roster will murder MJ. Like it, there's not even a comparison. Like I've 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 been to MMA practices at uh Killcliff FC here and i watched rashad evans who's in his 40s train for his fight his comeback fight and like there's not even it's not even the same world how badly these guys would murder the most other than like the brocks of the world but yeah there are elements that are dangerous or more dangerous just because the nature of it um so mjf puts out the video or whatever it's an interview and he's saying they don't know and this so Patty comments on it. Pat, Patty Pimlet, for those of you who don't know, is a 27-year-old UFC fighter. He's 3-0, super exciting, has a deal with Barstool. Uh, he's from Liver- He's from uh, Liverpool. He's he's just, he looks like Owen Hart. Like he, he's got the Owen Hart haircut, whatever. Yeah. So he goes, at MJF, I do have knowledge about MMA, don't I? Which you have zero knowledge about, so let's not go there. If you want to have a real fight, let's sort it with the UFC. If not, pipe down or tell your boss to sign me up when you come to Fulham. Because AEW sure. announced they're going to London. MJF said, uh, hey, Patty the Batty. Hey, bud, AEW has a show coming up in your neck of the woods. If you're man enough, I'll gladly show you how real I am. Patty says, I've just said that, you spaceman. Don't act like... <laughs> don't act like you're calling for it. I just told you straight when you come to Fulham ground, get your boss, Tony Khan to message my boss, Dana White and see what we can sort out because I know full well, you won't pass. You saw the drug test MJF Patty, the baddie. Unlike you, I'm a hundred percent natural and I'm also a hundred percent original. Unlike you, you dollar store, Connor McGregor talking will from stranger things looking ass wouldn't last two seconds in my world. Um, To which Connor McGregor responded, Dollar store uh, Connor is still worth millions. Don't know who this guy is. Go get him, young Patty, or something like that. Um, and then uh, MJF did an interview with ESPN 
said, wouldn't be shocked if the AEW champion shows up to Vegas on December 10th, which is when UFC 282 and Patty's fighting. I'm sick and tired of people talking about pro wrestling as if it's some fucking stunt show. The fact of the matter is Patty, the prima donna pimblet, wouldn't last two seconds in professional wrestling, maybe not even one. This fat moon-faced prick, Will from Stranger Things-looking asshole, dollar-stored Conor McGregor, decided he needed to chirp up and say wrestling is fake. Let me tell you something. We are real fighters. They're prima donnas. Pro wrestling is dangerous. It's a dangerous sport, and there's no more dangerous than MJF. I can assure you when we come to London, if Patty shows his face, he's going to find out that a scouser is no long, is no match for a Long Islander because I'm better than him, and he knows it. There's a target on my back at all times. Like I said, if Patty the Batty thinks he can aim at the target and hit it, I'm more game, more game to knock that guy out. That's good shit. By the way, I was thinking about it. If Connor were to somehow show up at AEW, it would be as big as Tyson showing up to WWE in the 90s. Uh, no, for this current gener- for this current generation. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Tyson Connor's Tyson a worldwide as, superstar. Yes. But Tyson at his peak, I mean, was twice as big, twice as big. I don't know that that's true because Connor was a worldwide superstar. Well, a lot of that has to do with social media and the way sure. we're all connected right. now. But I mean, Mike Tyson, Mike, T- yeah, like, but- like, do you think Connor McGregor is, was, is, was recognizable anywhere he goes in the world 100 percent. really i don't think yes. so i think he is and i think definitely won. and i think and i think also like to this he hasn't won like i th- think he's like one in four in his last five fights he just keeps getting his ass kicked and every time he fights it has the highest pay-per-view buys of any yeah. of it like he's just he's still an absolute star when he, he i mean he fought floyd mayweather i mean he, i mean before the logan paul thing but like he he fought Floyd Mayweather. No, not not anybody, not just anybody gets a fight with Floyd Mayweather. I don't. Well, now they do. But at that point, that was like the first that was the first stretch of it. Like, I, I think Connor and he hasn't done anything other than like real fighting. And at this point in his career, he's kind of where Mike Tyson was at that point in his career, which is like he's, he's kind of done. He's, he's not. No one takes him seriously as a fighter anymore. I think it'd be fascinating but this uh, this did more for AEW than any of those rappers, any of them, all of them that are getting airtime. So I just thought that was cool. Let's uh, let's wrap up a, a Saturday edition of It's Still Real to Me with some Big Dirt or Not Big Dirt before Survivor Series War Games tonight. Come on. All right. So Darby Allen, who we've questioned his booking a little bit, right? He's been added reportedly to a tag match with the Great Muda and Sting at a Pro Wrestling Noah event that is being promoted as one of Great Muda's retirement fights. Big dirt or not big dirt? Uh, this is not big dirt. Is this all Darby Allen's doing now? He's he's fighting with 60 and 70-year-olds? Like, that's it's, that's Darby's stick now? I'm going not big I, dirt. That's not interesting yeah. to me. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. All right. AEW filed for a new trademark for some merch. And there's not much more information on it, but I thought it was just an interesting trademark. The trademark is AEW Together, which was interesting to me because... They're merging with WWE. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just interesting because we keep talking about how we don't want them to be like a competitor. But then when Vince's last in-ring moment, he did the together together forever. forever, Or it was like, then, now, forever, forever, together. together. The only and now way we get through this. T- the only way we get through this, these accusations. God damn it! It's together. It's together. Big, uh, big dirt or not big dirt? I'm going not big dirt. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know what that means, man. I'm going not. Big Neither dirt. do I. But I thought it was funny. All right, here's one that uh, this one might get you going. Ricky Starks said in an interview that his goal is to use 
the classic Kanye West song, Touch the Sky, as his entrance music? Big Dirt or not Big Dirt? Well, I'm going not Big Dirt because there's no way that that's going to happen. There is no way Tony Khan is going to improve Kanye West music being (laughs) used at any of his shows right now. Maybe it's a nice gesture by Ricky Starks. He likes the song, thinks it's going to be cool. There is no chance Tony (laughs) Khan says, yeah, you know what? We're going to start playing Kanye West at our shows. Not a chance. Yeah. I mean, what's next? Are we bringing in uh, Kyrie Irving for a one-off appearance here? Are we bringing in Listen. to present MJF with the title belt as top Jewish champion? Is that what's next? Tony, Tony Khan will do anything, it seems like. So I wouldn't put any of this past Tony Khan. Tony Khan just wants people to watch. Not he really sure. wants. Not he really sure. wants. <laughs> All right. All right. I got two more quick ones. Logan Paul gave an injury update. Uh, says that he has a grade three MCL tear. The timeline he was giving was a minimum of six weeks and that he's not doing surgeries, just doing like rehab and stuff. Um, the injury happened three weeks ago. So good. Need him healthy for WrestleMania. Yeah, big good. dirt or not big dirt. I mean, it sounds like he'll be, I think he'll be back for, uh, I think he'll be in the rumble. That's big dirt. Yeah. I want to see as much Logan Paul in a WWE ring as possible. He is such an obvious star. I hope we get to a place where I don't know that he's going to be doing it like weekly, but where he's like a regular guy, you know, where he's on the show, like often he's fantastic. He got, a, he got an action figure. He got an action okay. figure. All so right. uh, that, that, if that's not a sign that he's going to be a regular guy, I don't know that's what big is. Dirt to me. That's big dirt. All right. Last one. Rick Flair said on his podcast that he was invited to be at the 30th anniversary of raw in January. Big dirt or not a big dirt? That's big dirt because while while he he loves Vince McMahon and he has said that he always loves him and is forever indebted to him, I know he's had some he's had some beef with some of the other people in WWE. They did not have a good falling out. Uh, he, he was taken out of the intro, which I know recently he mentioned that he is now back in the intro on uh, the the Together Forever intro that WWE does before the shows. So. It seems he is clearly trying to, you know, get that relationship going again. That's good for everybody. So, yeah, I'm going Big Dirt. Yeah, I like it. Yep. That's like it. That. That's 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 what I got. Slow big dirt or not big dirt week. That's so. all right, man. We got a we got a lot. To, look, we're, we're doing. If you're listening right now, uh, we're doing it again tomorrow. We're gonna have a reaction show to Survivor Series War Games tonight. What time does that start? 8 p.m. tonight. Yeah, I believe so. Probably pre pre show at seven. Okay. The bump the bump is live at four o'clock from Guy Fieri's. Uh, tequila Cochina. So it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have a great bump. Because that's Boston tonight, right? Survivor Series? I, 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 don't, I, don't. I think it I, is. Yes, I think so. I but think whatever. it's a TV Garden like, tonight. Anytime you can get the legend, the god, god Fieri, Guy Fieri on the show, uh, oh, I'm good with that too. Tonight's going to be fun. Uh, real quick here, give me a prediction for both War Games matches. The women, who you got? I, I mean, I think Becky... Probably, I feel like Becky wins. I think they bring her back to get a win. See that right there is a problem. You should have said Bianca's team. She's the champion, Bianca. Yeah, but I think it's Be- yeah. I think Becky's the one who goes over though. I think they win as well. Uh, what about the men's? Who you got? Bloodline. Bloodline. I I got I I think I got. Uh, well, no, you know what? Yeah, I'm going Bloodline too. I like the scenario that I played out. I yeah, I think you. Yeah. Pin. I think he might get the pin on Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah, I got the bloodline tonight. Uh, I, yeah, something like that. It's, it's it sets up Sammy and KO, but I think bloodline still win. Good job, Joey. Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks, man.
Yep, thanks. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies, for both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.